0: What's going on, Badger fans? Great show today. I've talked about it. We got a big time guest on today's show on Locked On Badgers. We're going to talk to Daniel Freetag why Wisconsin, where his game's at, where it's going, and a whole bunch more plus your questions for him coming up on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And without further ado, uh, we have a tremendous guest joining the show today, Daniel Freitag. Uh, thank you so much for jumping on the show, my friend. Yes, sir. So you, we did a reaction show Um, I want to start here. We did a reaction show as we normally do reaction shows when commits, especially big time commits. And obviously, for those who have been living under a rock, Daniel Freitag committed to the University of Wisconsin basketball team, four star point guard, top 100 player in the nation. So we're doing this um, commitment reaction show. And I noticed in the chat, Daniel Freitag enters and not only enters, but tells me pretty quickly, hey, you're pronouncing my name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what is that like seeing a reaction show about your commitment with a bunch of other people
1: chatting about it? What does that feel like as a teenager? That was different. I remember so I was at a restaurant with my family and I went on YouTube, I don't know why, but I just saw my name and it was a live stream and I was like, wow, like what, you know, what's this about? I clicked on it and I there was like a decent amount of viewers in it, you know, commenting and chatting about me and it was just like it was surreal for sure. Um and I mean, I remember, like I said, like, hi, and then from Daniel or something like that. And like, there was people like Daniel's in the chat, like exclamation yep. points. And it's just like, that's crazy. Like I didn't, I've never had that before. By the way, Gus Yaldin
0: was in that chat too. And one of his first comments was point guards locked down. So he was, he's also pretty excited about it. I, I want to start here. First of all, congratulations. Um, I probably should have started there. What does it feel like when people say Daniel Freetag, Wisconsin Badgers commit?
1: It's crazy. I mean, like I, I've always wanted to play, you know, college basketball and stuff like that. But to really know that, you know, it's here and, um, you know, know what uniform I'm going to be wearing in a year and a half. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy feeling. I've Like I've looked forward to it for a long time, but for it to be here now, it's just, it's surreal.
0: I want to ask,
1: we're going to get into your
0: game and I want you to help kind of break down some of the aspects of your game, watching it on film. There's some really interesting things I think you're able to do creatively with the ball. But I want to start here, just from a bigger sense. How do you, as a, because this started a couple years ago for you, getting offers starting to, to blow up a little bit, starting with Wisconsin. As a teenager, how do you keep your head on level when when you have people online talking about you, uh, multiple commit or, or offers coming in, football and basketball, tons of honors, awards, accolades. How do you stay humble? Because at your age, I don't
1: think I would have been able to. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I've kind of watched people that like I used to love watching like De'Aaron Fox and uh like Davion Mitchell back when they were in high school and stuff like that and just seeing you know like documentaries and stuff like that on how other people who have been through the process kind of handled it and you know how they went about it Colin Sexton I really liked his approach of just like just not caring not caring about rankings or you know the media or anything like that um I know Sexton didn't have social media at all in high school and it's just like like I kind of wish I was at that point um you know in a way and i just watching people before me handle it so well i think that's kind of shaped the way i handle it myself
0: Uh, that's great was there a moment where you realized this is kind of blowing up like obviously you had your first offer is there a moment football and basketball you said wow this is I'm, I'm kind of not a big deal i don't want to put that those words in your mouth but like i'm i'm you know the industry is kind of recognizing where i'm at it with my game
1: i don't know if that moment is hit i know i've had a few moments where it's like wow like Like, I think, like, maybe not in a basketball way, but if I, you know, I walked the street, I think it was the day after I committed to Wisconsin. I was at a Twins game, and it was just, like, I had a few people come up to me, and it's, like, yo, you're a Wisconsin commit, and it was just, like, you know what I mean? And I was at the pool yesterday, and, um, you know, an adult was, like, are you Daniel? And it was, like, yeah, and they freaked out. I think moments like that are kind of what make me, like, realize, you know, where I'm at right now. But I think there's a lot more you know, work being put in and stuff like that behind the scenes um, in comparison to kind of like the appraisal for it or whatever. So it, it's pretty easy to like kind of just keep my head on, on level, really. Well, let's let's talk about the game for a second. Um, one of the things I had Jason
0: Jordan on several months ago, he's Sports Illustrated basketball insider, talks a lot of recruiting. He's seen you play. And one of the things he talked about was three level score, the ability to score from deep at the rim, uh, mid range. Watching you on film, you really do have a lot in your bag in terms of being you know, able to create space, shoot, finish at the rim. Where do you think you are best at offensively right now as
1: a, as a player? I think, I think I've made some strides, uh, strides in my offensive game. I know that I think two years ago, I kind of considered myself just like a, just a playmaker, you know, set up teammates for, you know, buckets or whatever. But I think last year, um, you know, playing for my high school team, I was kind of looked at to score the ball. And um, I think I averaged like 29 and a half. And it's that came from learning how to, you know, make mid-range shots, post up, hit threes, things like that. And uh, I think I haven't really even showcased, you know, what everything I can do. I know I can do a lot more than what I've shown. So, I mean, I think I think it's my scoring ability um, along with my playmaking ability. But I guess I've got to show it a little bit more. Uh, I know I'm definitely capable of it. Let me ask you this, because
0: some, watching some of your film, there's moments where people just, they, they can't keep you out of the paint, right? Like you're just playing some defenders and you're just able to get to the paint as will. At will, does that kind of make it easy to not work on your mid-range at the high school level?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, there's definitely some things that, um, you know, some drawbacks from playing, you know, just high school ball in Minnesota or whatever, but, um, you know, very high competition. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, not, but. It's definitely not, you know what I mean, college basketball and, you know, it's not like the UIBL. So I think it's it's easy to, you know, get lost in trying to, I guess, improve, um, you know, when it's just get to the line or get to get to the bucket instead of pulling up mid range. So I think that kind of helped my decision to go to SoCal and get more of a feel of what, you know, high level basketball really is.
0: Talk to me, Kobe Bryant used to talk about, I think I believe he called them kill zones, but spots on the court he could get to where he felt most comfortable. Where are you most comfortable on the court as, as a playmaker?
1: I think the mid-range, um, I'd say like kind of like dead on from the hoop, you know, around that free throw line area. I, I like my mid-range there. I like um, the right wing for uh, like three-point shots, things like that. And I, I definitely like the the right baseline, uh, the short corner. That's like, I'll, I'll show it more. You guys will see it. But like in high school, I was like, I don't know. I, I really like that spot for mid range pull-ups. So,
0: and I want to kind of continue here. If, if I got in the lab and created a defender to guard Daniel Freetag, what kind of guys give you trouble? Is it the longer guys that can contest shots, but aren't as quick, or is it the shorter, more physical guys that get underneath you?
1: I'd say, um, I'd say maybe somebody built like I am. I know I, I, I definitely have some challenges, you know, being guarded by guys that, you know, are as like physical as me and, you know, maybe stronger than I am. So I'd say maybe somebody my height or a little bit taller with, you know, a good frame and, you know, some long arms, I think that'll maybe give me some trouble, but yeah.
0: Talk to me about, um, defensively, like where, where would you consider yourself at
1: defensively right now? Um, and just kind of where is that growth going? I think, I think I've, think i you know, made strides in that aspect as well. I know during the high school season, like you said, you know, it's easy to just get to the rim instead of the mid range. I think it's easy to kind of just coast a little bit, um, you know, when the competition isn't, you know, the best players in the country. But I think, you know, once when I really like want to, um, I believe I do a good job, you know, locking down the guy that I'm guarding or you know, being in help in the right positions to take charges or, you know, talking, I think, um, you know, it's definitely going in the right direction. One of the other things I think is really interesting
0: with your game is your football background. And I want to get into that more in the next segment, but I believe again, talking to Jason Jordan, he mentioned your physicality as as a basketball player. He said he he kind of plays like a bully out there a little bit in a good way. Like it means it in a very good way. And I think it shows in your ability at the rim, like getting contact, putting pressure on defenses, how has your football
1: game impacted your basketball physicality, if it has? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I think every day I practice, you know, hitting heads and, um, you know, tackling guys, it, you can't really turn it off. So I think going to the court, it kind of, it definitely has helped me maybe, um, you know, absorb contact in the air or, you know, be tough enough to take charges, things like that. So I definitely owe a lot, a lot of it to, to football.
0: And I want to finish here just kind of talking about your game. And we have a bunch more coming up with Daniel as well. Um, but every player kind of has a a a signature move, right? A go-to move. There's five seconds left. Steve Smith, this is probably before your time. Atlanta Hawks, great shooting guard, had kind of a fake spin move, then would go into a jumper. Do you know Steve Smith or is that before your time? That's yeah, definitely before my okay. time. So yeah, I'm dating myself here. Great. Go look it up. I'll send you a link. Um, what what is your go-to move right now? Like if you if you're isolated seven seconds left on a defender. What do you like to try to do to set him up right now?
1: It's a good question, uh, man. Uh, I'd have to say maybe just like a a pull up of some sort. I, I like if it's you know time's winding down. I kind of like the mid range. Um, you know, maybe maybe hit him with a pump fake and get some some foul shots out of it. But I, d- I definitely don't see myself settling for like a three or maybe like putting up a super contested layup. So I think. I think maybe just getting to my mid-range will be what I would do. That's a modern NBA
0: basketball answer right there. I love it. All right, coming up with Daniel take a bunch more, including who is he excited to play with? Where is he excited to play in the Big Ten? Plus some of your questions that you submitted through the Discord. All that and more coming up on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick word for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is our number one sports book. It's who we go to with the NBA playoffs going on right now. Make a fast break. To FanDuel, get your no sweat first bet up to $2,500 back. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And listen, I've talked about it. My son's bet didn't go through. I was thinking that Booker Durant tandem was was destined for greatness next year. It's going to happen next year. But it still was a lot of fun. FanDuel is the ultimate uh, promotions every day, safe and secure app, get paid instantly, and your no sweat first bet up to $2,500 back. There's no better place to bet all the action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500 back. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. I want to say thank you again for everybody tuning into the show. I uh, really do appreciate y'all so, so much for allowing us to be a small part of your day. Uh, and let's get back on with Daniel Freetag uh, joining us. Daniel, once again, thank you so much for jumping on the show. Um, really, really do appreciate it. I want to go here. We have a couple of questions from people who uh, we submitted. Uh, it's just a request for some questions through our Discord. The first one here is from Roll Bucky. Can you ask him more about his decision to go to California for a prep school? And I know you've talked about you want to bring your game. You think they can help bring your game to another level, but how did you specifically find that school? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? How did that process go?
1: Yeah. So I'd say last year around like maybe August 1st ish um, they hit me up. They I think that he asked for my number on Twitter and I gave it to him and I kind of wasn't looking for a different high school. I was content with just Jefferson and I've played Jefferson my whole life, but you know, we, we let them, we heard them out and, he called and he had a lot of great things to say and we ended up telling him, you know, no thanks. Um, you know, I plan to just stay at Jefferson. So I think for, from August to now, he's kind of just, um, just reached out with positive messages or, you know, I saw this in your game and you can improve that and, you know, not pushing me to do a, you know, make a commitment to them. It kind of just felt like he wanted the best for me. And when the time came to kind of make a switch, um, you know he he had always been there and you know I value that I value that I said no and he kind of just stayed you know respectful and um still gave me game when he could and so when that when I reopened you know my the rest of my high school career I kind of was like you know they're first on the list and we visited and it it was great so we, we chose them what kind of
0: it's cuz it's got to be a little tough to move away from teammates, friends, uh, support system. Certainly there's a lot of growth potential there too, which I think is incredible, but what kind of support system do you have out there? How, how does that work kind of going across the country for one year of high
1: school? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really have anyone out there. Um, and as far as here, I, you know, I've got a a few close friends that I'll miss and, um, you know, my mom and my brother, but as far as support system, it's kind of just like my tight little circle, uh, here in Minnesota. And, um, you know, I know eventually I was going to have to move away unless I went to the Gophers. So it was like, uh, why not, you know, get used to it a year early and um, kind of getting that getting that rhythm before college. Now, that's a that's a very great mindset, man. Um,
0: question here a little bit from Roll Bucky again, talking a little bit about Conk Nipple, Jackson McAndrew. I know Jackson
1: McAndrew, you know, really well. What can you tell us about his game? Jackson Jackson's number one player in the country, Uh, super super solid player. I think uh, best shooter in the country. I know some people might say it's Khan. Uh, Khan can take number two. Jackson's number one. But no, I think Jackson's a great player. I think great teammate, Um, you know, very coachable, very, very happy to be his teammate. And I think if if Wisconsin got him, it'd definitely be a problem. Are you laying
0: the guilt trip now? Like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy right you, you can play with you can play
1: with a, a four star point guard if you wanted to at the college level right uh well, i mean i've i've definitely put it in his ear uh i know that it's his decision though and he's kind of yeah. um you know kept some things to himself so i think i think i wouldn't really reach out too much about it in a like recruiting aspect i think i think if he wants to he'll come um but then as far as Khan goes i don't me and Khan don't really talk or anything i don't know if he has social media or any of that type of thing but um You know, I know Khan's a great player. We played against him last year, and I was super impressed with his in-and-out game. Um, You know, super solid player, and he's been killing it lately. Uh, I've caught a few games of his on the internet and in person, and I've been super impressed. That He's definitely a great player. What about uh,
0: fellow Badgers commit Jack Robeson, also a Minnesota kid? Um, What what have you seen from his game if you've been able to catch too much or uh, if you've been able to catch highlights there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean – I, I play on his team, so've seen I've seen plenty, but um, I sat out I sat out this last tournament, and you know I kind of just sat back and watched, and I, I think he's been making improvements to his game. I told him I had never seen him do like a hook pass, and he had did it, and I was just like I was a little impressed. Uh, I had never seen that. so I think he's um, you know really working on you know just expanding his bag, um, you know and doing the things that he already does well, even better. so I think, I think he's going in the right direction as well. Well, that's another shooter,
0: right? When you start looking at, you talk Jackson McAndrew, great shooter. Robeson's a great shooter, Um, and that's going to lead into my next question here, which is also from Vector. Who are you most excited to play with on the Badgers? Uh, And you can name several. I don't need to hold you to one or two, but like who who comes to mind when you get on
1: that roster that you're like, yeah, I can't wait to get on the court with. Um, I mean, possible Badgers Jackson. I got to play with Jackson, but current current Badgers uh, or commits. I'd say I'd say I really want to play with Chucky. I I rock with his game and I, you know, I like who he is as a person. You know, we've talked plenty. Um, I like I like Connor Assesian. He's I rock with his game too. And you know, I've seen I've seen enough of Gus Bus. I, I don't know what it's like to play with him. So that'll be that'll be exciting as well. Listen, we got the we got the, <laughs> the Gus Bus sweater. I,
0: listen, you, it's it's a pick and pop you know, big man that you're going to be able to run pick and roll with, space the floor, Same, you know, Robeson's going to be spacing it. Um, There's a lot of possibilities there. Is there a team or a venue that you're you're excited to play against when you get to the Big Ten?
1: Um, I'm excited to come home and play. I think Mm. playing in the barn will be, you know, fun. Um, If I'm not getting booed, I think, uh, I don't know, just playing in front of my family and my friends, um, you know, assuming they'll be able to get out to that game since it's right up the street. That'll, that'll be an exciting one. For sure. You know, getting booed is not the worst thing. I, I had a coach say one
0: time, you only get booed if people care about you. I mean, you know, they, they care that you went somewhere else. That means that's why they're booing you. If they yeah. do, I'm just saying they, they don't boo people who, who they don't care about. So yeah, I'll just yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. Um, here's a question from Shell. Goals and aspirations for Wisconsin basketball and himself. So let's start with Wisconsin basketball. While you're in Madison, what are some goals you would like the team to achieve? I mean, the ultimate goal of a national championship, for sure. That's it. Um, And then what about yourself? So go to Madison. By the point you leave Wisconsin, whenever that may be, um, what would you like
1: to have accomplished individually? I think – I mean, I think the culture is fine where it's at, but I've always wanted to kind of elevate and, you know, maybe change it for the better, Um, you know, anywhere I'm going. So I think kind of making an impact there – is something that I'd want to do and just playing, playing alongside, you know, good people. I think, I think we can, you know, really go far if we all like each other. And so I think, you know, making a bond with everyone there will kind of be one of my goals uh, right out the gate. I got one more question here from shell. He says, uh, rate the drip on gray guard
0: right here. I got a picture for you. Ready? <laughs> let's, let's see if, let's see if you can see this. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, Oh, no, I lost it. Hold on one second. Because this, listen, gray guard is many things. Uh, I don't know if fashion entrepreneur would be one of them. All right, let's see if I can pull this up for you. And if you're listening on the podcast, I apologize that you can't see this. But honestly, it might be best that you can't see this. Uh, Window. All right, ready? Yes, sir. Let's see if this pops up. Oh, man. All right, so that's not the easiest to see. Let me see if I can blow it up here. Yeah, rate, rate the drip right there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, Daniel struggles with this. If you're listening to the podcast, Gray Guard has some type of. I don't even know how you would describe that outer shirt, man. I can't.
1: I don't know what that is. Uh, remember, remember, this man controls your playing time, Daniel. No, nah, I know it. That's why I haven't given an answer yet. Oh, man. I'm going to just say a 10 out of 10 since it's coach.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it so much.
1: That was All different. Right. Though. I haven't
0: seen that before. All right. We're going to take one more quick break for our friends of the show. Get back. We're going to talk to Daniel about the EA Sports upcoming game, do some rapid fire questions, and finish off with there. As always, really do appreciate the time. Um, we'll take a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick break to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in. All right. We're going to come back with Daniel Free Take joining the show one more segment. Uh, Daniel, one of the things we always do when we get a, a recruit on the show, we we mention the the almost surefire possibility that EA Sports is back and alive. You're going to be in an EA Sports college basketball game, which I think is incredible. There will be kids playing with Daniel Freite running point. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's wild to me. So I always ask players, how would you rate yourself on some of these falling categories on the EA Sports scale? You ready? Ball handling, zero to one hundred. Ninety-two. Okay, finishing at the rim. 91. Athleticism. 87. Three-point shooting. 82. Clutch gene. 99. 99, love it. Talk to me one more. And this isn't really, I don't know what, there's probably a EA Sports rating for this intangibles, leadership, whatever it is. But as a point guard, when all the great point guards, all, I mean, all the real great guards have a leadership trait that's common to them. Um, where, where are you at with your leadership style? Because people lead in a lot of different ways. And what have you been working on in that aspect of your game?
1: Leading by example. I think, um, you know, this last year at Jefferson, I definitely had to lead. And, you know, being one of the only players that were returning varsity, it kind of gave me, you know, a huge role in leading. And I think, I think nobody really listens to you if you're not doing what you're saying. So I think just leading by example is something I've been working on. I wanted to ask you about, the football aspect of, and not so much the decision, right? I feel like
0: that you've talked about that quite a bit. Um, I want to ask about how has playing football and training for football maybe impacted your development as a basketball player? If you had been only focused on basketball, where do you think your game would be now? Or or maybe it wouldn't be any different.
1: Yeah. um, I think if I, if I didn't play football, I might be a little like skinnier, Um, probably a little bit more skilled though. I think I would have put that time in, you know, to my skills instead of the the weight room, uh, you know, I never let basketball kind of leave my mind. So even though I was playing football, like I kind of kept it in in my mind. So, you know, I'd be working out and, um, doing things like that to, you know, stay on top for basketball. But if there was no basketball at all, I think, I think I'd be probably a better shooter and, um, you know, know the game a little bit better for sure. Are you ready for some rapid fire
0: questions to finish this off? Let's do it. All right. That's part of the recruiting process commitment day worst part being pressured to commit Yeah, that's a good one what's your best comfort food when you when you need to feel better about something you just need a dish of food some fruit hidden talent
1: something people don't know about uh i could okay i could super embarrass myself here do it we're about to try it hold on give me let's go let's go if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, Daniel's
0: gone and he's about to be back. I can't wait to see what's going to happen here.
1: This could go terribly wrong. If you're watching and I mess this up. but no, you got this. I'll get better at it. But all right, hold on. Hey, look at that. Daniel's juggling four. That's good. Four balls, man. Oh, wait. Uh, four tennis balls. You know what it is. That's pretty good. Who taught you how to juggle or is that self-taught? Uh, self-taught. My, my aunt taught me how to juggle three when I was like – like 10 or something like that, and I got bored, so I tried to learn four. Listen, hand-eye coordination, that's a big point guard thing. So um,
0: if you – academically, what's your best subject and what's your worst subject?
1: Best subject, math. I think I enjoy it. When I know what, when I know what's going on, I definitely enjoy it. Um, worst subject, probably, like, history. I mean, it's 2023. I don't know if I need to know about <laughs> 1943. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's awesome um favorite restaurant
0: chipotle okay i like it mentor somebody you look up to i mean i'm sure there's many but what's one that comes to mind Mm. say my mom good one uh worst game you've ever played football or basketball
1: this is a good one i want to be i want to be right with this one i i guess it's not a game i went to the the gopher football camp my first time and i seriously i didn't like catch a ball like i was so nervous i just dropped like every single football thrown to me well how did the coaches react to that they are like the people
0: me. there they offered you yeah i don't know they offered me <laughs> what was listen because athletes respond to adversity in a lot of ways how do you respond when you have something like that do you Do you reflect or do you get frustrated? What's your response mechanism when things don't go right?
1: Just try to calm down and just realize it's like not even a slump. I don't even like saying a slump, but like if I'm missing shots, it's just like I could make, if I'm 0 for 5, you know, if I make the next five, I'm I'm up to 50%. Like it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Love it. All right, Daniel, uh, last question here. Any message for Badger
0: fans? Anything they can look forward to? Anything you'd like to talk to or just, put out there for Badger fans that are going to watch this show.
1: Uh, I hope you guys are excited as I am. Um, You know, any tweet that I make, it has nothing to do with decommitting. I remember I just put out a tweet with like a saying I like, time will tell. It was like, please don't decommit. Listen,
0: you got to understand something here really quick. Sorry, not to cut you off. Your actions have repercussions, Daniel. I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, what's up with Daniel? I'm like, I don't know. I, I bet you it's
1: nothing. No, it's nothing. I, I'm committed thousand percent, not decommitting, not none of that. I'm I'm with the whisk, I'm with Wisco you know, till I get there and even after that. So I love I mean, it. Yeah.
0: Don't read into it. Um where can people follow? Certainly, we put your um Twitter handle up on there so people can definitely follow that. Where else can people follow you on your journey and cheer along for your senior season?
1: Um, I think every social media of mine is like Daniel Freetag, Underscore Daniel Freetag five Daniel Freetag ten. So if you look up Daniel Freetag, you know hopefully it pops up on really any social media. Awesome man, uh, he is Daniel Freetag.
0: Really do appreciate the time. Excellent interview. Um, very poised or very articulate well spoken. So really do appreciate it, man. Um, for everyone tuning in, thank you so much. If you listen to us tomorrow, we'll have a uh, we'll, we'll have another show you're going to want to tune into. Um, I don't know how we're going to follow up this one though. So on Wisconsin, and we'll talk later. Anything else, Daniel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I give a quick shout-out? So
1: shout-out shout out my brother, Isaac. He, uh, he kind of set this up. Yeah, he um, did. He was at the table at the restaurant when I said – or when we like, noticed that I, there was a live stream about me, and I think he reached out to you about it and kind of set this whole thing up. So shout-out, Isaac, uh, Isaac Freetag. Yeah,
0: he way. did. Got to love the bigger brother looking out for the, the young one. Yes, sir. All right, on Wisconsin, and we'll talk tomorrow.